liftoff and the clock has started. Pixel Life, this is episode 197. Wow. Recording. <laughs> let's start over. Oh, God, let's just keep going. This is episode 197, recording June 28, 2022. My name is Zach Anderson, he who cannot speak. And this week, we have a Nintendo Mini Direct uh, that happened this morning, actually. Uh, Blizzard just, just can't not help but be on my, the worst list ever. Uh, <clears throat> So we're going to have other stuff to talk about. Spoilers. You know, I've butchered this opening so bad, but hopefully I won't butcher this podcast. To do this, I have with me, as always, Shannon back in action. More? Uh, hello. I, um, I'm off the muscle relaxers, uh, mm. which is should make for some less relaxed takes. Relaxed. Uh, and then we have some... Um, I haven't been cleared yet to go back to work, so I've just been hobbling around, staring at paint, playing video games. It's a good time. Have you have you tried to find some good New Balances for your uh, feet? <laughs> I have some Kissicks. Uh, I don't know yeah. if you know those. Super comfy shoes. Don't have to bend over to slip into them. Do they work well with knee-high white socks? Uh, yeah, yeah. Right. I got the navy blue ones too, so the, those oh. whites really pop. Nice, nice, excellent. <laughs> also with us as always, Justin. Hey, can we record tomorrow, Carter? Yeah, it's, it's your boy. Uh, I know between between Shannon's broken back and uh, Zach went went on a little much needed vacay and stuff. I know it was hard to uh, get three people in the same room for two mm-hmm. hours, but you know we're here, and you know I, I'm really glad we actually recorded today versus yesterday because we had a Nintendo partner direct yeah. that happened this morning, which is well, exciting. Well, what happened with it? Because I didn't even, I didn't even know that this was a thing until just maybe like an hour before we got on the podcast. Well, Wait, did we talk about the Xenoblade stuff last week? We did not. Oh, we could talk about that. Yeah. Let's, let's hit that first. Cause I wanted to get Shannon's, up to the week, I won't say up to the minute because it's been a while, but up to the week recap of what of his thoughts, feelings. I loved it. I was so happy. Oh, Tor- like, look at the was... smile. Look at <laughs> the smile on Shannon. He's so excited. He's so it was, excited. It was one of those things that just sparked joy for me. Like, you know, I, I watched the full like 20 minutes of it. I watched it again uh, just Ooh. to make sure that there wasn't anything that I missed. You know, something that might have been like you know, saddening to me, but I like everything that I'm seeing in there. Um, it does um, smack of a lot of Xenoblade Chronicles 2, um, which is good. Um, that's what I wanted. And it seems like a lot of the um, the characters and the, and the systems that they're using, the battle systems are pretty um, 
evenly balanced and they can be mixed and matched and there's combos and it's uh, everything about it is gorgeous like i am i'm all on board for it it seems like they went away from the first xenoblade chronicles which was a little darker Mm -hmm. uh, for something that's more vibrant and colorful and uh, i like the direction that they're going so seeing it and you know experiencing it uh as it was happening i was super stoked super excited and um yeah it just makes me want that game so much more now well what what are some specifics that jumped out to you like what 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 got you uh what got the juices flowing for you um well the fact that it was once again like more of like this open world setup um Mm -hmm. which i really dug the first when i got into xenoblade chronicles 2 um they did that did it seem to be sorry cut you up did it seem to be an expansion of what they did in two or more of the same no more of the same um though the um the art style is great um it's more of the like the second one um and then the combat system is what kind of got me um i liked the fact that everybody can um change classes so if you have somebody who is more of uh better suited or if there's a character that's more better suited for a different uh class um, you can set your teams up so that you have the characters that you prefer with the mm-hmm. skill sets that you like. So you you basically are setting yourself up to create strong teams and strong combos. And then each um, there each set of characters. So there's like two characters that can combine to make like a like a blade, like similar to like the the second one. Um, the blade was their own weapon at that time. This time, what they're doing is everybody's got their own weapons, but then two people can combine together kind of like in dragon ball, like they can, you know, fuse together and they can make like a super strong uh, character that can battle on the field at one time as well. So it's kind of, it's, it's a little bit more, uh, they're updating the combat system a little bit more. I was saying, um, do they do the finger movements? No, they do not. Uh, they, they do have some cool moves, some cool flashy moves that they do, but um, no, they do not touch tips. But um, yeah. <laughs> are, are you not impressed that Zach even knew that? Dude, I, I seriously, when he did when that, he did I was that, like, what's up the corner pointing. of the screen? Yeah. What, what are we looking at? <laughs> he knew the fusion move, and then when he said that, it like took me a second, and I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> We've now tapped out at my knowledge of Dragon Ball. Um, this, we've, we've hit the end. But I know that's a thing. And I think it has a name, that specific thing. But uh, Fusion? I, yes. Yeah, it's just the fusion dance. Sure. Great. All right. Fusion. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's uh, I mean, that's pretty much what it is. It doesn't look like they it looks like they took what was popular from two and then kind of evolved the system a little bit. So it's not stale, which I like, um, you know, there I, I like combining the two characters together. Um, I like having options um because i think that was one of the things that kind of felt stale is you had certain parties of people that you preferred to use in xenoblade chronicles 2 and you stuck with them and then you know to get some of the other blades sometimes you needed to um you know upgrade certain reputations with other characters and it kind of bogged down the whole um experience unless you're somebody who is just obsessed with the game like me um with this one it kind of seems like you know, you can mix and match and it's still not going to affect your play style and it's going to keep the uh, play style fresh for you. So that's kind of what I'm excited for about it. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. Um, is this a game that you would try, Justin? Xenoblade? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's like a, a slippery, like it's just the Xenoblade games just aren't, I don't know, my really my style. No, see, I find that I find that curious, though, because there's so many things uh, 
in and around these games, that absolutely is your style. And, you know, the world looks really, like, it looks really cool. It's just, it's one of those things where I don't, like Shannon, I don't see myself investing the, the 200 hours into it. I know it doesn't take 200 mm-hmm. hours, but... but let's, well, let's say you just went point A to point B. You don't see yourself investing the 80 hours it takes. Right, yeah. yeah. But, you is know, is it really that it, though? Is that is that really the, the big hindrance is the size, just the time commitment? Yeah, it's more just like the time commitment. And it's just I'm just not a huge like RPG guy, like it, which yeah. is there's very few things it has to check. Like if it is an RPG, like it just has to be like, I don't know, in like a certain wheelhouse. Like like the only reason I even really played Nino Kuni is just because I love like Gilby. Yeah. And stuff. So it's like the art style and the world and stuff of like Gilby is what brought me into that and kind of kept me engaged throughout and stuff. I never played the second one. Megan loved the second one and played the shit out of it, but I was I I I never played the second one either, but I heard it was a way more focused game, which means I probably should have played it because that was my big problem with the first one. It was just kind of like, wow, this is all over the place. And no, I don't want to spend the 200 hours to figure out what the hell I'm supposed to do here. You know, yeah. I tapped I tapped out of the first Nino Kuni in probably like five or six hours. Again, the only reason I tried it like you is I'm like, oh, this looks like a Gilby movie, but like I can play it. Rad. Um, yeah. I don't know. I just see like this big vibrant world full of anime bullshit. And I'm like, Justin should love this. You know? <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I'm a little disappointed, but maybe, you know, <laughs> there'll, be a, there'll be a sale and maybe he'll feel inclined to play it. I mean, I don't know. I, um, the, the only reason I put in so many hours into Xenoblade Chronicles two was because I wanted to get all the, all the blades, right? Like, and some of the, the blades to get later on in the game, you have to do really specific things or you have to have a certain, uh, you have to fulfill some certain requirements and then they're super rare. Right. So mm-hmm. like uh, I wanted to get Cosmos, um, you know, that blade, cause that's like the, the rarest one. So, I mean, it took me a lot of time to get it. Um, but yeah, I mean, once I get it, it was super worth it um, to me anyway, just to complete the game. But I don't think you're going to have, you're, I, I think that's the one thing that people had problems with is getting those rare blades in yeah. the game that they wanted. And now you don't have that problem. You just have the characters and you have the story. Well, now they've put in loot boxes, so you 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 know <laughs> can pay for some coins, a currency, to open loot boxes to get their Cosmo sword. <laughs> There's no pun. They're gonna get me. I swear. <laughs> and the and the funny thing is, Justin, if they did that, Shannon would absolutely pay. He'd be like, <laughs> "Well, guess I'll put yeah. in this credit card number." I just yeah. uh... he's like, "What's twenty bucks?" Yeah. <laughs> and then it's like the next week and he's like well you know this outfit would look really good with the build i got going on. <laughs> i already got the season pass so you know it's just it's just gonna happen i mean they have the yeah, custom they already shoes. got his money <laughs> yeah they got they got all of it <laughs> all right well let's talk about other things that could separate shannon from his money and let's talk about this little uh mini nintendo direct they had which for my money i mean i know i know guys i know Everyone wants the big Nintendo Direct. Where's Metroid? Where's Bayonetta? Where's all this stuff that they've been promised for years? Uh, I know people were very disappointed that they're doing this mini Direct instead and in, in not getting the big games. Y'all, there's some bangers on this list. Like, I'm kind of excited about this stuff and what they talked about today. Uh, Justin, why don't you walk us through it? 
Yeah, you know, they showed, I think, a little bit for everyone. I One of the things I was most excited about, which I don't think we had gotten it yet, was a release date for the Mario and Rabbids game. It yep. comes out in October, I believe. October 20th. Yeah, so the fact that that's coming out this year, like that kind of helps, I think, pad out the end of the year where it didn't seem like we were really getting anything besides... Um, pokemon and then the not the not dead space game i i can never fucking remember what it's called <laughs> the Callista long, protocol <laughs> yes a uh, protocol i was like long p word basically dead space but it, i can't say new dead space because there really is a new dead space and that <laughs> right. gets confusing exactly uh, uh that's gonna be a banger of a week though because uh plague tale requiem comes out like four days before that so i'm 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 gonna be uh, chock full of stuff to play that week. <laughs> People's wallets are gonna be empty. <laughs> Thankfully, Plague Tale is gonna be Game Pass, so I don't oh, have to worry okay. about that one. But the uh, oh, did you guys? Quick aside, then we'll get back to it. Uh, did you guys see the whole kerfluffle today around Xbox? They so five days ago they announced the date for Requiem, which was uh, October sixteenth, I believe, and then today Xbox made a post that been like rats something about the rats blah 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 and then they put 2023 in the post Oof. and people were like you just announced the day five days ago like what the fuck like you know like how are we doing like how do you announce a day and then delay it five days later like this is bullshit <laughs> people were in an uproar and then that post very quietly got deleted and then updated with 2022 <laughs> 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 Someone just typed in the wrong thing into Twitter, but I thought it was very funny. That is pretty great. Yeah. Good thing Twitter. Microsoft paid the extra $20 to be able to delete their their tweets. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, Daddy Elon, we made a mistake, please. <laughs> but yeah, uh, the, the other thing about that, um, the Mario and Rabbids Sparks of Hope game is that franchise was something I would have never played, never touched. If it wasn't for this show about a hundred and ninety, what, <laughs> five episodes ago, Shannon Moore on these very airwaves being like, bro, just play the goddamn game. You'll love the game. And I'm like, it looks dumb, man. I don't want to play like Mario XCOM like this stupid. He's like, just play it. It fucking rules like you're an idiot. And and so I did. And God damn it, he was right. That game rolls. And so, yes, I am very excited for Sparks of Hope. But give me more of that, please. I, 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 I bought the DLC for that game. I played through all of it. Like, it was just, oh, it's so good. It's so good. So, I yeah. know. Just give me more. Give me more of that game. Like, I'm the only thing that I'm upset about is it took him so long to get another one out. I'm a little nervous that we've seen, like, zero gameplay from it. So I'm nervous that they're changing it in a way where I'm not going to like, cause I love what I got, but, but you know, Hey, I'm willing to just try it. So well, one of the things that they, cause they showed a little bit of the gameplay in the partner direct or whatever. And one of the things that I thought was an interesting change that they did is like when it's your turn, cause normally you could like run through enemies and stuff before. And uh -huh. it's just, you had to navigate that path to kind of go through them to then where you end up. But it looks like you have more control and you can kind of just like, when it's your turn, you can basically kind of set where you're going to end up, but then you can kind of just free run wherever within that like grid. Cause it showed them not really doing a path. They just kind of free ran 
hit someone and then like ran and took cover. Okay. Within their little area. I'm hyped. I'm hyped. Give me more of that. And we're getting Bowser. Yeah, we are. I want rabid. I want rabid Bowser. Dude, that thing is going to be insane. (laughs) He's going to be like the Tasmanian devil is what he's going to be like. Yeah, for sure. I'm I'm hyped. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, sorry, Justin. I'm Uh, I'm taking over your segment. No, you're fine. I was like, one of the other things I was super excited for about which, uh, was Mega Man Battle Network Legacy Collection. I don't know if either of you have played. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Like one through three on the Game Boy Advance are fucking fantastic. I I think what it moved to DS, I think after three, I think the fourth one was like the first, and I didn't really care for it after it went to the DS, but the first three, love it. It's so good. Well, it looks like they're breaking it up into two games, which is like the GBA games and the mm-hmm. DS games. Because one, two, three, and then three is what, blue and white or something like that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Once it hit three, they became like two, like Pokemon, where there's yeah. two versions for each of them. So uh, those those first three are, are in the first package, the Battle Collection Package 1, and then all the DS, all four, four through ten are all on the... Uh, uh, or not four through 10, but four through six are all on yeah. the um, uh, second, second version, collection, which I'm totally fine with. I'm totally down to just get the first one. Hell yeah. I was like thinking the same thing. I'm like, Oh great. I don't have to buy all of them. I can just get the three I want. Hell yeah. So is this just more like, I, cause I never played these. Is this just more Mega Man or is this like, what, what is the battle? So, so it's completely different than normal Mega Man. Normal Mega Man is, you know, 2d, kind of platformer shooting fight fight the boss at the end go to the mm-hmm. next world this one it's very much a kind of um i mean they're basically ta- like tactics games right yeah like it's a, like, like a- ta- it's like tactics but it's also deck building because mm-hmm. you have chips and you basically collect the chips whatever and you when you get into a battle because they like jack into the internet or whatever and it's kind of like meta bots or like whatever where you get to like duel each other and as Mega Man you can like move wherever you want within the grid, like in real time and like dodge attacks and do whatever. But then like certain chips and attacks and stuff like require either like time to build up or like use so much like energy and then you like need to recoup it. And so it becomes like a balance of like dodging and like board placement, but then also building your deck with like good stuff. And there's moves that like um, can like, bump enemies back into stuff so there's like sometimes like hazards and stuff on not only your side of the board but your opponent's side of the board that you can like shoot them back into and then like there's a sword card and stuff so you have to like line up just right to then dash onto your opponent's side and slash him i think you'd actually dig it shannon it's hmm. it's pretty cool like i really like the strat and my favorite part was in battle network three and I'm sure I think it was in other ones too, but I didn't really notice it until three. Like there's certain chips and stuff you can do. You can like mod Mega Man and like kind of make him super powerful in some aspects, but it always comes with like a really dramatic, like negative effect and stuff as well. So you can kind of like overclock Mega Man and stuff like that. And there's like chips that like would do like busted shit in there. And it's kind of like Resident Evil like four and stuff like the inventory, like certain mod chips and stuff take up space so you have to arrange it so you can't just have everything all at once you kind of have to place it and be like okay well this is really good but it's also going to take up a lot of real estate on my motherboard so you need to kind of like arrange stuff in a certain order to make it work gotcha 
Well, it, yeah. sound, it does sound interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, it's it's a real cool combo of tactics. And, and I never considered it like a deck building game, but you're absolutely right. It's like a tactics deck building puzzle game, basically. Mm. And and they're they're just really neat. Like, it's one of those things that's it. I'm kind of amazed that idea never caught on because after the second one where it's like, Oh, this is actually like a thing. You, these, these games are awesome. Like it, it shocked me that we never got a million clones because they seem, they were really addictive. They're really fun. I'm, I'm excited as hell to, to go back to the collection as long as it's a solid one. So is it just a collection? So they're not doing any uprising on the graphics or anything like that. It's just going to be those games just re-released. I, you know, I, I, they didn't really go into depth. It looks like they polished them up a little bit, like looking at the trailer. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, it's it is one of those things I'm willing to just because of certain collections we've got recently. I'm willing to wait on reviews for it. Yeah, like I'm imagining it's probably going to be kind of in the same wheelhouse as like the uh, like Castlevania anniversary collection and stuff like that, where. You know, it's obviously like scaled to like look nice, whatever on the switch. And you'll probably have like some, I don't know, like the quick save and quick load kind of like features and stuff that you do in those games. But for like the most part, you know, it's a Game Boy Advance game. So it's going to look like a Game Boy Advance game on the screen. Okay. But I mean, we're also getting, uh, as of course, with any Nintendo Direct, a lot of um, like the... The re like near Automata is coming. They showed more of Persona three, four, and five coming to the Switch. Portal Companion Collection is also Portals coming to the Switch. If you haven't played Portal yet, I've already purchased this. It's twenty dollars. <laughs> Give me both of those games on my Switch. Thank you. Yes. Um. <laughs> And then, that's all. Uh, that's all I had to add. Sorry. That's all I had to add. But I also know Zach's also very excited for Monkey Island, which they also showed. You know what? It was the first gameplay tra- trailer for that, and I have to say, I really like the art style. It 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 harkens back to the original like PC VGA style graphics, but they've filled it all in and, and made it look pretty and high resed. And and there was a lot of classic locations and scenes from the first two games that show up in the trailer um classic characters uh you know the watch the the night watchman guy and and the cook and all that stuff are in there uh i'm i'm excited to go back i i love those first two monkey island games so if you're telling me this is the direct sequel to that to those two games awesome let's do it let's let's go um dude they also showed this game which was pretty cool because i actually got to play this at indicade a couple years ago and it's called RPG Time, The Legend of Right. And it's like, it kind of reminds me of the game that Devolver showed a little bit. It's not as crazy, you know, where it's the 2D and then it goes into the 3D and stuff. But what it's essentially doing is it's almost like a kid's draw, like drawing a video game in like a notebook or whatever. But you have like levels and you're like a little knight. And as you're like going across the pages and stuff, there's like hazards or any like whatever and it's like you can like erase part of the map to then like create like a bridge or do whatever so it's like you're interacting with the page which is changing the level and stuff and you're like everything's kind of done in like cardboard and almost like little comic book panels and stuff like he drew all of this out and it has just a really cute art aesthetic and stuff and when i played it i thought it was really fun and i'm glad to see that the game is actually still alive and coming out this year 
so you know what game they showed that is going to just you know how we were talking earlier about uh games that are just going to suck money out of shannon's pockets <laughs> uh the the one that's going to hit shannon and myself simply because uh our children are going to see this game that disney dreamlight valley that shit looks insidious dude. <laughs> like, oh my god like it's 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 animal crossing but with disney and dog <laughs> like like oh my god my, my five-year-old is going to be beating me up for stuff in this game like i'm september 6th is when it happens and i am trying to just keep both kids in the dark on the fact that this game exists <laughs> as long as i can oh man yeah uh, uh my son is currently watching uh mickey mouse's Funhouse right now outside so if there is any any mickey mouse paraphernalia in that game i'm i'm hosed yeah uh i would suggest shannon you watch this trailer for uh this disney dreamlight valley and weep openly <laughs> Rag- ragnarok is coming sir ragnarok <laughs> is coming the day of reckoning is upon us yes it is oh man but yeah I, there was like i said there was some heat there like the portal collection was rad mega man uh network collection was awesome uh getting getting uh getting confirmation that monkey island was still coming out this year i was really happy about and i was really happy we got the date for mario and rabbits like that was a game i was starting to get nervous that that wasn't going to come this year just because they had been so light on information oh man i'm i'm sorry i i i am watching this trailer right now uh, and already yeah. within like the first like two minutes there's wally there's scrooge mcduck there's donald duck there's mickey mouse like walking around town i'm hosed uh, this is not good no oh, and, oh you're digging with wally you're digging up trash with wally oh god damn yep i'm, I'm hosed i'm done and, and i guarantee you those will all be individual purchases <laughs> oh my gosh yep yeah this is not good Sorry. Sorry. What were you saying? Let, let's let's get back to happier things because my wallet is crying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, uh, good, good all around showing for Nintendo. Um, I'm happy with uh, a lot of those selections and I'm interested in that Mega Man title. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I, I just it's just weird that to me that they bring like near and persona to the this console like i mean those games are like relatively old right i mean like i mean and is is it the it's the first near game right it's not the the more recent one it was like the the first one the near automata or whatever right so i don't know it's just it's just it's it always seems weird to me when like they they're like oh yeah and new to the switch this game that's been out on right. every other console um so i don't i don't understand why people are hyped for that because you're just playing the same game on a weaker console than the one that you played it on originally <laughs> you know well well but, like with the case of persona like the persona 3 and 4 like both those were like psp and ps vita exclusives and okay now now they're coming to the switch and stuff but you could only play them and get them on psp and you know for for most of these titles 
my 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 contempt for Nintendo's gaming strategy is is well known on this uh, on this program. Um, how they're basically like, hey, did your game exist between 2013 and 2018? We have the system for you. <laughs> uh, but I think the draw for a lot of this is the fact that you can play it in handheld mode, that these are games you can now take on the road with you. It's a much more accessible and cheaper option than a Steam Deck. Mm-hmm. And uh, for someone like me, who owns Portal and Portal 2 in every every conceivable possibility... Uh, yeah, the fact that I can just bust through portal on my lunch sounds rad to me and that's worth 20 bucks, you know, like that's, that's really it. Like I'm, I'm, my hypocrisy knows no bounds. <laughs> um, but yes, like that's, that was really my decision to, to separate myself from $20 was I want to play portal on my lunch break. So, but I mean, part of that is, I mean, that game, uh, I think it has a special place in every gamer's heart. Like, regardless of what generation you are, you've played that game. Like there is just something about opening a portal over there and opening a portal in the ceiling and just seeing how far you can yeet yourself like across the room or your buddy across the room. I mean, the fact that there was no real penalty to playing co-player or playing with your friends and just smashing each other into things and just laughing about it. I think that was probably one of the most memorable things with portal two for me anyway. So, I mean uh, that, I that gets a pass, but I mean, it's just these other games like it just seems like that's what Nintendo does now is like they're like, oh, yeah, like it's kind of like the console for nostalgia with like every with a sprinkling of, you know, new Nintendo games every once in a while. I'll tell you something about me, uh, Shannon, something you you may have not known. I have a speaking portrait of Cave Johnson from Portal 2 hanging in my garage. (laughs) <laughs> I did not know that. <laughs> it's motion sensitive. It talks to you when you walk past it. <laughs> How many cool. times has it scared the shit out of you? <laughs> uh, I, I've taken the batteries out of it a while ago because my cat makes it talk. But uh, yes. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I have a I have a companion cube mm-hmm. in my, you know, just hanging out in my house. Like my, my portal love runs deep, y'all. Like, so... Yeah, I mean, Justin's got it tattooed on his arm. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I do have the old companion cube right Hell under my yeah. elbow. <laughs> oh, but it's not the one with the hearts? No, it, it is the one with the hearts. What? It looks... This will look. Oh, oh, okay. Got it. Yeah. Uh, it's it's like it sideways. Is. Yeah, the light, the way the light hit it, it looked. They, I couldn't see hearts in the, in the circles. So Once the shadow hit it, I could see it. <laughs> I, I love me a companion cube. Um... Well, all right. So, see, we were going so positive. We were going so happy. This next story just pisses me off so bad. <laughs> well, like, it is I, it is the yin and the yang, right? Like we we lift you up and then we have to bring you back down. Oh, I'm about Balance to you back as all things should be. <laughs> I'm I'm about to talk some yang. Don't you worry about it. Um, so yeah, can we talk for a minute? Let me whisper in how- your ear. <laughs> Maybe it was being here. Um, can we talk for a minute about <laughs> that broke Shannon? Sorry. Um, <laughs> for the five, for the five yin yang uh, twin uh, rapper uh, fans out there, that was a banger for sure. I mean, like a like a like a collarbone jangles. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that, 
Look at Shannon. Oh, he's just up there. I got, I got, I got bars. I can drop some yin yang bars on you. Um, that was the whitest thing I've ever said. Anyway, uh, so yes. So hey, remember how in 2020 that fucking tire fire of a year? One of the best things that ever came out of that whole situation was the Tony Hawk one and two remake mm-hmm. from like, a, like mana from heaven. It descended and God damn, it was perfect. It was awesome. It was amazing. And as soon as me and you and everyone else played that game, we're like, ah, oh, I hope three and four are next. Like, man, I would love to go back to three. Or just make it a level pack for this system, something. There's a way we can do it. We can keep this train rolling. This is beautiful. Yeah, sometime around that time, when we were all having those worm fuzzies, there was a bunch of suits sitting around Blizzard Activision going, you know, Fucking Mr. Burns handing it. <laughs> Fuck these assholes that love this game. Because then they rolled Vicarious Visions into Blizzard. And when that happened, the Tony Hawk 3 and 4 remake that was on deck got canned. And this is according to Tony Hawk, who appeared on a Twitch stream. Because, uh, you know, he's injured as hell, so he's got nothing to do. So he's just <laughs> showing up on people's streams and talking a bunch of bullshit. Um, but yes, he, uh, he did throw out there that further remakes were planned. And, uh, when they rolled Vicarious Visions into Blizzard to make more Call of Duty bullshit that, uh, that canceled it quote. I mean, that was the plan. Even up until the release date, we were going three and four and then Vicarious got kind of absorbed and they were looking at other developers. And when it was over, explained Hawk. I wish we could, and then it was over, explained Hawk. I wish we could say we had something in the works, but you know, Vicarious Visions kind of got disbanded and Activision's going through all their stuff, so I don't know what's next. What's next is me being angry and sad. That's what's <laughs> next, Tony. Anthony, can I call you Anthony? We're all screwed. Thank you. <sighs> well, I mean, at least you got one and two out of it before everything was absorbed and nothing was made. So I mean, silver lining, maybe. I mean, but true. I, I would rather. Three, I would rather. Yeah. I would rather have. I would rather have one and two than nothing. Mm-hmm. You're, you're you're absolutely correct. <laughs> but it's just. Than... <laughs> but it's <laughs> just that one and two were so good. They were so good. Yeah, but one and two, you couldn't have had one and two, and then all you would have had was Skatebird. <laughs> so you know. Now you're just hurting my feelings. Like, <laughs> so, I mean, it, it sucks. I mean, it's just Activision is a shitty company and they just keep continually proving why they're a shitty company. So, um, I will yeah. say, though, I will say, if Microsoft has a move in them to win a hearts and minds battle, maybe not make a bunch of money in the process, but get a whole bunch of gaming public goodwill on their side. As soon as that buyout goes through, they reform Vicarious Visions and make this game. Like, literally, this with soon as the ink is dry on the contract, they're like, "Yep." And here comes Tony Hawk Three and Four with this team. I mean, that would be great, um, but I don't have that much faith in Microsoft's uh, foresight. 
I, I don't think that that's something that they're even going to remember once that acquisition goes through. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I think I, I could see they're, they're very locked into winning the culture war, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I could see, especially, especially if they then made the move of this is going to be a service game, like download it free on game pass. And we're just going to make level packs to keep you engaged every two months or so just to keep you locked into resubscribing to game pass. I could absolutely see that because they don't really have anything on their service. I mean, Halo ain't making updates y'all like, <laughs> you know, no one's, no one's re-upping their game pass for Halo. So let's, uh, let's maybe try some other things. I'm out of the box thinking if we will. Uh, yeah, I just, it's way out of the box. Like, I, I, I mean, I don't know if Microsoft is going to be looking at the skateboarding culture uh, that much. You know, I think they're looking at the whales of the industry. So they're looking at keeping that modern warfare going and Call of Duty and Diablo and maybe Overwatch. I don't know. Uh, but I don't, I don't, it, it, it would, I think they would, it would have to be a very hard, slow time for them to go back and consider doing another Tony Hawk right now. I think another thing would be how difficult they are to create. You know, if that's mm-hmm. something, because yeah, on their current trajectory, y'all, they can't be like, hey, we're, we're remaking Vicarious Visions and we're going to do this and we'll see it in six years. Like, no, that ain't, no, we're not. Mm-hmm. No one gives a shit. But if it was one of those like, Hey, where this deal gets finalized in March of 2023, and by holiday 2023 we can get it out. Maybe, maybe just to, I mean, y'all a year from now they're still gonna need shit. You know what I mean? Like, fa- fa- guess what? Fable still ain't gonna be out a year from now. You know, <laughs> like it, it ain't gonna shock me if Starfield is not out a year from now. You know, so. They, they need stuff and they're getting a whole bunch of studios to make stuff. Justin, sure. you have thoughts? I, I, it, just, it broke my heart when they basically all but confirmed that they were working on it. And it got I, like, it wasn't even like a possibility. Like they pretty much made it seem like, Oh yeah, no, this was pretty much in the Cause it was universally loved. Like it was on our game of the year list for fuck's sake when it came out. Goddamn right. And, and the fact that I think it's funny because if you remember back to before this remake even came out, when they initially were doing the like HD whatever for Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1, Microsoft got a lot of flack then because it was a shitty port of mm-hmm. Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1. And they got a lot and they had to try and fix it because everyone was like, dude, it looks like ass. It controls bad. This is broken. And then, you know, that would be the saving grace of them being like, hey, look, we can actually put out a good Tony Hawk product. And here it is. And it's three and four. And it's great. And it has, they got the money to throw around to hopefully get most of the music back. So. <sighs> well, thank you for le- both for letting me vent. That Anytime, just, man. That <laughs> was just me being angry. I have hurt feelings. Well, you know, it, it's it, it's you know, I could see it, it. It was a very important game to you, so you know, pay F, hit press F to hit re, for your respect. <laughs> you know, move on. Uh, 
Maybe, but maybe by the time we're fifty, it'll be up. So when uh, Fallout Five, hits. <laughs> yeah, wait, that was it on the outline. But uh, Justin, did you have thoughts about that? Todd Howard being like, "Yeah, the next Elder Scrolls chapter is coming out, and then we're making Fallout 5. It's like, dog, that's like a decade away. What are you like? What are you doing? Yeah, I was like, well. All I had to say to that was, at least he's acknowledging that Elder Scrolls Six will come out before it. That's all I care about. I don't give two shits about Fallout 5, but as long as I get Elder Scrolls 6 sometime before, you know, I die, uh, I would appreciate <laughs> it. I mean, I would like it before my kids graduate high school. But, <laughs> but we'll see. We'll see. Um yeah, is there any other new stuff you guys saw? Because I don't really see anything. I mean, there, no, there was, it's it's the summertime, man. There ain't there ain't much right now. So there wasn't really news, but so I had a conversation today with a uh, shrimp fried Matt, and oh boy. I I yes. wanted to, <laughs> but I wanted to bring you guys in on it because we were ta- what were we talking about? We were talking about um, PS One games. And because okay. uh, I like I had a PS one, but I had it at oh it was Spyro. Matt was asking me if I ever played like the new Spyro remake, mm. and I said no that I hadn't. But I also, as a kid, never really played like the original Spyros either. But I had like a little bit of I think one of them. I think it was either the first or the second one, but. I never owned a like Spyro game and stuff, and I had a PlayStation One, but it was at my grandma's house, and I had like very few games for it. So like a lot of the cult hits and stuff of PS One, I kind of missed out on. Like I never played Metal Gear Solid. Um, I did play like Silent Hill and Resident Evil like later in life because you know I was like a kid around this time so it's like i had Mega Man 8 i had digimon world i had uh Yu-Gi-Oh! forbidden memories um gran turismo i think the very first one and i had like a bunch of other just like d like d-list games and stuff like uh, mm-hmm. spice girl spice world hell yeah and, spice yeah. of your life and i had this one game and i couldn't figure out like what the hell i was like trying to even remember what it was called and it was a uh, Blazing Dragons. It's a point and click uh, oh, wow. okay. adventure game. And I was like, I've never heard anybody ever. Brandon, I guess it was on Sega Genesis and stuff too, but I've heard no one ever talk about Did that. Did that say game. Cheech? Cheech does a voice in that? <laughs> yes. Yeah, it says starring the voices of Terry Jones and Cheech Mar- Marin. Cheech and Chong. Cheech Marin. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Blazing Dragons. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I must have seen that at the Blockbuster, like in the rental aisle, like numerous times. Never touched that game. Exactly. I, I looked up screenshots of it and I'm like, bro, I don't remember. Like, I own the game and I obviously played it to some <laughs> extent, but it's like I remembered nothing about it. So that's kind of what I wanted to bring up is if, I wanted to see if either of you two had like old games that time forgot, like something that you played that like, oh, you've geez. heard nobody ever like bring up. Ever. Yeah, Heavenly Sword. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, 
Um, I don't like there was that game that came out with the PlayStation 2, and I don't even know if it was a game more of just like what the console could do at the time. But Bouncer, do you remember that game? Did you guys ever play Bouncer? The Bouncer, yeah, that, that was a square game, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's one of those games that like just came out and like everybody promptly forgot about that too. Um, but yeah, I can't really think of anything like that far back that was just like. So for PS1 era, the, there's two games, one and then the sequel, that never get talked about that I loved was Fear Effect. Uh, Fear Effect 1 and 2. 2 was Retro Helix. But uh, they were like third-person action games, and they were cel-shaded, and the stories were like super, like kind of like dystopian tech future type thing you're a detective trying to solve a murder or something like that and mm-hmm. they were just rad like they were super cool it's a it's a series i would have loved for them to bring back but they they tried to bring it back as like a kind of a weird ex-commie tactics game a few years ago called fear effect sedna or something like that that you can now get on steam for like two bucks because no one bought the damn thing um but the original first fear effect games were rad as hell they're really cool um as far as just ps1 era games or ps2 see my ps2 like library is so or my library knowledge is so uh infected with awful games that i had to play test like barbie's horse adventure and you know rescue heroes and shit like that uh Let's see. Ready, mean, to Rumble, would, Ready to Rumble Boxing was low-key the best launch title for the PS2. Yeah, I mean, I would say PS1, um, Parasite Eve, like, a, a lot of people don't really talk about too much, but that was a good, um, like, RPG-like type game that I put a lot of hours into. Um, Xenogears was also one that I'm hoping that someday somebody remakes um, for me to play on a new console. I think that would be pretty badass. Like, sure. Being like, just keep it the turn based system where you're playing and then you jump into the mech and the mech gets on the screen and just like fuck shit up and then like you jump out of the mech again. I mean, that whole concept was pretty dope. Like, I liked, you know, fighting inside the mechs and fighting outside the mechs too. I think that would look good on a new, new gen console. Um, you know what was a rad game? Manhunt. That's a game <laughs> I'm shocked they haven't brought back because like it was ahead of its time. They tried to do a ton of stuff that the, 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 you know, the hardware just wasn't really capable of. So it got really chuggy and bad at certain times, but there was a lot of cool things like with how, you know, that they could hear you. The people could actually hear you if you were like, had a headset on or whatever and, and stuff like that. And it was just, it was really good as far as like your tension goes and all that. I, I don't know. Manhunt was, it did a lot of cool stuff. Like they, the game had a lot of problems uh, with the writing and, and with the gameplay, but like what was there was a formula for something they could do now. Really cool. I think. Yeah. I had manhunt two on the Wii, but it was one of those mm. where I know it went through development hell because it was basically like pushing almost like adult only. Yeah. And stuff. Yeah, so they had sure. to like hardcore censor it and stuff. So then I eventually, uh, downloaded it on my modded PSP and there was a version of it where they were able to remove all the sensors. So I played that version versus the version that I actually bought. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it still boggles my mind that 
no one has brought back Sly Cooper. Dude. The Sly <laughs> Cooper games were rad as hell. I know, especially after they, um, you know, they did the HD whatever re-release of them on the PS3 and stuff and got everyone hyped when they brought the fourth one out. And, you know, hey, you know, PlayStation Plus just rolled out, you know, that new uh, PlayStation Plus whatever. And Sly Cooper's nowhere to be found on there. And it's like, man, that's a uh, missed opportunity. Oh, you, you know, it's you, you know, it's actually my I have two. You know, it's actually my answer. The first one is Okami. Uh-huh. Because Okami's fantastic. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's essentially PlayStation Zelda, but damn, that was cool. Like it was such a cool look with the painted, uh, art assets and everything that they used. And, and you had to like draw on the screen and all that stuff. Like that was, that was awesome. And for its time, it nothing looked like it, you know, like it was just, and it's, I know it's been re-released over and over again and stuff, but Okami was so cool. And then, the other one I, that I play tested that totally blew me away was uh, Eco, which was the game before Shadow of the Colossus. Hmm. And, you know, it's essentially a huge escort mission. You grab the girl by the hand and bring her through safely through levels and stuff like that. But it was able to kind of like convey a story and a setting and a feeling with very, with, I, I don't think any dialogue and really just like, crazy level design and little character interactions. And it was super impressive. And it made me really want to play shadow of the Colossus when it hit and shadow of the Colossus is a way better game. Don't get me wrong. Like as far as like pick up and play a game, shadow of Colossus is better, but eco, if you haven't played it and it's ICO eco is, is really cool. Like it's just a really cool experience. Those would be, those would be mine. Yeah, well, there was. Oh, go ahead. Nothing. I was actually just going to try to segue us into what we've been playing because oh. you know the, it's a it's a good play to, way to bounce off. But if you have something you want to add, go for no, it. No, I was just say the last one is one that I've also I've rented it from Hollywood Video back mm-hmm. in the day, and I've literally heard no one else ever talk about it. It was called Vex V E X. That sounds very familiar. And you're like this little like I don't know. You're not a human, but he's like this weird kind of has like a chipmunk face and like red like claw glove things and he has oh wings. yeah i just and looked up a, the cover i remember yeah, this because yeah. it was on x original xbox but it was also on ps2 and it was like a 3d kind of platformer because it came out around the time of like tie the tasmanian tiger and stuff like that mm-hmm. when they were trying to do a resurgence of those but it's like i heard nobody like nobody was talking about that like on the playground <laughs> and i only rented it once <laughs> Oh, one more that came out on Xbox that made its way to PS2 was uh, uh, The Suffering. Did you ever play The Suffering? That name sounds familiar, but third, I don't think I've ever played Third it. person action horror game where essentially you are a prisoner on death row. And then uh, I think it's like the night before you're supposed to get put down the uh, like literal hell breaks loose in the jail and like all the prisoners turn into monsters and you try to like fight your kill your way out uh it's it's so <laughs> twisted it's so weird but like it's it was fun it was really cool oh man dude i'm just looking at the cover and i'm like dude that is some like interesting cover art there where it's like the dude in the electric chair and he's like oh, yeah oh, no, it is it is some uh looks like a it, metallica shirt <laughs> like... it is some uh woodstock 99 shit 
happening right there. But yeah, like it's, it was a fun game. It's actually one of those. I'm shocked. No one ever picked that brand back up to try it again. Cause they had something. It was cool. But, uh, so I have had a ridiculously long week, um, which ended in a ridiculously long air quotes vacation. Um, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> which is why we're recording on Tuesday, not Sunday. And, uh, so I haven't played much this week, but Shannon, what have you been playing? Cause it looks like you've played a lot. Yeah. So, you know, being laid up, I basically had nothing to do other than stare at my TV or stare at the ceiling. So, uh, I made it a conscious effort to try to get through tales of Arise um, because, you know, it's a, a good game. Uh, I got Robbie to actually uh, download it and give that a try. And Mike Miller has been wanting me to finish it for a while. So um, I put in probably close to 40 hours this week uh, into that game uh, and I'm still not through it. And I want to cry <laughs> because like I thought that, I was going to, so basically the whole pre- premise is you're on this planet, you're a slave, uh, there's five lords, and um, you're going to stage a revolt and um, kill all the lords, and then take your planet back. So um, <clears throat> I kill all the lords, um, yay, big battle at the end, I think it's over. <clears throat> you get a mid-game, like, anime like cutscene that's maybe like five to ten minutes long. I'm like, okay, well, this has got to be the ending. Nope that just drops you right back off and it's like okay well a month has passed since uh you had this last battle and uh, everything seems to be going right like you know people are starting to find their way and then this huge like spire thing falls out of the sky slams into the ocean shoots a laser up to like this other planet and they're like well here we go like let's start this over again they're attacking us again so now we got to go like fix some shit And basically, like, you go out and, like, you start solving the mystery of, like, what this spire is. And then you figure out that you got to go back onto your this planet and that, you know, you you figure out who you are and what's going on. I'm like, oh, my God. So, like, then I started to look up, like, how much longer I have, like, you know, after beating the Lords. I'm only halfway through the game. So I'm like, (laughs) oh, no. Yeah. I'm like, uh, dude, like I am. I don't think I'm going to finish this game. Uh, I think I've definitely overstayed my welcome here. I mean, it's if it was just the first half of the game and then they turned the second half into another game, I think I'd be fine with it. It's just it just right now, everything feels stale. It feels like I'm doing the same button combinations. It feels like I'm doing the same mechanics. Um you know, to get through the battles and it's not fun. And the sequences and the dialogue trees are pretty long. Um, and I just find myself starting to skip through them. Like before I actually wanted to listen to what they had to say, but now like even for my level of anime expertise, this is some next level anime bullshit. So, um, like I'm, I'm starting to like tap out on it, uh, which is a bummer. So are you saying Mike Miller did you dirty? No, no, no. I just uh, I think if I wasn't trying to like cram this whole thing into like a one week time frame, uh, it might have been more enjoyable. Um, But this game, if I was playing it at my old clip, like before I got injured, it would probably take me like a year to beat this game. And I I don't think I have the the patience to to put that into that game, especially Mm -hmm. knowing that there are games that I will enjoy more coming down the pipeline. Um, and so, so yeah, that was, that was kind of a bummer. So I kind of bounced off that for a little bit. I'm giving it a break, giving it some breather. Um, 
But uh, I went back to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Shredder's Revenge, and I finally beat that because you told me there was only 16 levels. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, I can I can knock that out pretty quick. You were not wrong. The minute you get to uh, Crag, Krang's dimension, yeah. like shit, like like doubles in <laughs> annoyance and uh, difficulty. So I like it. It's just I had a fun time with the game. Don't get me wrong. Like I enjoyed playing like all the levels, but there were just some little nuances that just remind you that like some of the nostalgia things can be kind of a pain in the ass. Like it all comes down to timing with like the, uh, some of the foot soldiers, like the, uh, the black foot soldiers with the size, mm-hmm. like, you know, you can't really like get them into a combo too fast. Right. You can't like, you have to either really slam them with like a, uh, like a power move or you have to, they, you can't grapple them right away. So those guys are kind of their own thing. And then you got all the, the rock soldiers that are running back and forth. And you got the dinos with the shields. There was one segment where I had like two of the green dinos with the shields, one of the red dinos that was charging, two rock soldiers and three foot soldiers. Like, And I'm fighting them by, by myself. And I couldn't even see my own character on the screen. Like Michelangelo <laughs> was just like somewhere in the dog pile. And I was like, well, I guess I'm hitting a super like right here. And, um, you know, that, you know, cleared up enough of the garbage. Um, but overall that game is, is fun. Like I would go back and play, play me some more Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Now that I have Casey unlocked, I think I'm going to go back and, and, you know, get him powered up. Um, but that uh, was, I, I will say Casey's super fun to play. Like, yeah, he's, he's pretty rad. Yeah. I mean, he, he seems kind of like, uh, I always like the hockey mask. So like, I think I'm going to go back and give, give him a try. Um, so, you know, I, I knocked that one out of the park. Um, and then, uh, I was looking for something that was not, you know, a role-playing game. Mm-hmm. I was looking for something that was more of a shooter. So I went back to doom eternal Interesting. Uh, this week as well. Um, and you know, like, uh, I'm having a lot more fun with it. I just, it's been so long since I've played a doom game, um, that I'm not used to, um, that mechanic anymore. So I, yeah. I realized like, like doom eternal, they're hoping that you played the first doom. And that you just rolled right into this one so that all the mechanics are still there. And like they throw you into the deep end fast on that game. Like I never remembered like how fast it was to kind of get in the mix. But like probably within like the first like three rooms, I mean, like you're right back in it with like them just throwing monster on top of monster. Granted, they're, you know, zombies or soldiers. They're not like any major like monster at that point. But I mean, they don't they don't put the kid gloves on for long in that game. Um, so it was, you know, I, I died a lot <laughs> like mm-hmm. in the beginning, but, uh, I'm having a lot of fun with it now. Um, I love the power-ups, um, the shotgun being able to put it on rapid fire and just like mow through like a group of monsters right in front of you is pretty good. Um, so I, I think I'll, you know, just kind of futz around with those games for now until, um, you know, my Xenoblade comes out in the end of, in the end of July. I remember going back to Doom Eternal as well. And for me, it was it was interesting how much better that game got after some time away from it. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't maybe it was just my expectations when I first started playing it or something were were off. Like it wasn't giving me what I expected it to or something in that regard. But like going back to it with kind of fresh eyes, it was it was great. I had a great time with it. So. Yeah, and now that I mean the the thing that sparked it was I think during the days of play they had the 
the whole collection for Doom Eternal, like the the War of the Gods, I think was the expansion mm. pack. Mm-hmm. And they had that whole thing for like dirt cheap. And I was like, oh, I wonder if I should pick that up. And my finger hovered over that buy button pretty aggressively for a while. And I ended up not pulling the trigger on it. But I think if um, I think if I stick with this, I might get that downloadable content because it looked pretty cool. Mm. Um, but I think, yeah, I'm, I'm just kind of looking for something to kind of keep my interest for the next couple of weeks until my Xenoblade game comes out. So sure. if anybody out there listening has any uh, has any suggestions, I'd be happy to uh, to listen to them. But um, that's all I've been doing this week. Uh, Justin, how about you? What you've been playing? So after um, I got told in Discord that in Horizon I need to go break all the fast travel boards, I haven't broken all of them yet. I've done basically all the fast travel boards on the left side of the map. I just need to go all the way to the right side of the map now and get those ones. And you weren't lying. Some of those ones are in incredibly dickish spots. <laughs> like Shannon made it seem like there was maybe like one or two that are on top of like, no, there's multiple ones that are like on top <laughs> of fucking buildings and in like the middle of nowhere. And the only saving grace with some of them, like there was the one where it was on top of some like building in like the little town area and you have to go behind that mountain and like hit that ramp on top. And you have to hit it like just right. Like I figured out in the car I was driving, I'm like, okay, I need to be between 95 and 98 miles an hour when I hit this ramp and be lined up just right in order to like land on this building. And I can't tell you, I probably sat there for like a good, maybe like almost 10 minutes, just constantly like missing it and going, nope. And then rewinding (laughs) and then readjust. I'm like, okay, a little bit more to the right. And I'm like, didn't go fast enough. I'm like, rewind and just have to sit there and just keep rewinding and rewinding and rewinding until I finally, I hit it. And like my car like flipped and I like hit it with the top of my car and then, like, rolled <laughs> off the building. And I was, and I thought I missed it. And I was so mad because I was like, fuck, I like was right there. And as I went to rewind, I saw the board was broken. I was like, oh, thank God. I was like, I actually <laughs> hit it. I was like, I don't have to keep doing this anymore. <laughs> so yeah, I, Forza, still... that, that's the one gripe I have with Forza. Don't put anything like more than like a, a bunny hop off of the ground. Just. Put the signs on the ground. Yeah, so I'm still working on breaking all those boards to uh, ease my fast travel. Uh, so I did a lot of that. I also uh, played played a decent amount of Amori this week. I think I'm about 13, maybe almost like 14 hours um, into it at this point. Uh, I've beaten a couple more bosses. The, uh, the story, had, we, we still don't really know what has happened to Amori's sister yet, but shit is starting to continue to hit the fan. And it, it, it stays dark. Yes. It, it has its moments. Cause there's like a lot more of the, uh, where, cause there's like the two different worlds almost. There's like the, the dream, whatever kind of world that you go into where everyone, all your friends are the fun pastel colors and you're black and white. And then there's the, what I'm assuming is the normal world where it's been basically like three years since you've actually talked to these people and you're like getting ready to move and stuff. You're moving in a couple days and stuff. And so you're like finally like reconnecting with these people after years, which the death of Amori's sister is what kind of broke your friend group apart. But like, 
each day it's counting down like almost like a new person is kind of coming into play so this group is starting to kind of reform in like the last couple days or whatever that you're there so there's still a lot i've become i think far more invested in the story than i thought i'd be versus the gameplay the gameplay is fun like i like the gameplay in terms of being like an rpg and stuff it's not too like overbearing and stuff like it's also not incredibly difficult like most of the bosses like well all the bosses so far like i've beaten on my first try like it's not like oh fuck like i should have done this and stuff and messed it up and have to retry like it's pretty consistent with the strategy and stuff of what you need to do to beat the bosses but the humor the humor in it continues to excel which is one of my favorite parts like there in the one world there is a small Cenotar, and his name is small it's s-m-o-l <laughs> and he has all these trophies in his house and stuff and it's like it's like first place like uh half human half horse contest and it's like small smallest horse contest like second place and stuff and so it has like little fun stuff like that and like uh space boyfriend and stuff continue has like reappeared and stuff a couple times and stuff so he's like a continuous character that has like shown up and stuff and he got back together with his girlfriend and stuff so now he's and proposed to her so now he's space husband (laughs) so it's pretty funny that he like constantly just kind of shows up and does whatever Um, so I've been having a lot of fun with that Shannon seems unimpressed by Space Boyfriend, I have to admit. You know, Space Husband sounds better, but... (laughs) (laughs) But I did play a new game this week as well, and if uh, Robbie's listening, which he's probably not, but if Robbie (laughs) is listening, uh, he definitely needs to play it, since I know he's also a very big fan of The Witness. And this game is called The Looker, and it's a it's a parody of the witness like it's <laughs> openly making like i say making fun of but it's directly referencing like the font the, the title of the game everything looks like the witness like the title the like ambiance uh the level design like the entire first area looks exactly like the witness like it's insane how well they nailed that aesthetic mm-hmm. of being the witness except the difference is because in the witness, you know, you have the signs and like you, you're doing the exact same thing that you do in the witness, which is hilarious, except instead of in the witness, the puzzles you're doing, uh, I'm trying to remember. It's like, I'm trying to remember what the puzzles even are that you do in the witness. Like they're, I know they're like it, your line puzzles. It's like you have to, you know, make patterns or, and lines and, and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. 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 I was like, okay. So it is like, cause like in this one, you're doing that in a way, but you're basically doing like, you know, at Olive Garden, there's Ollie the Olive and you're like, ha help me get to the end of the maze. And you use the red crown <laughs> and help him. It's literally, you're doing that for every single sign. So it's like to open the door into the main world, there's a start and an end. And it says mm-hmm. start and end. And you literally like when you click on it, it kind of does the zoom in thing where you see it. And then using the mouse, you have to draw a little red line from the start to the end and then it opens the door and then takes you into the main area and you're still walking up to different puzzles and then when you complete it it powers up the line and stuff and unlocks like the next one that you have to walk up to and do and there's little uh, voice recorders and stuff that 
it's funny because little voice recorders also have a little start and end on it that you have to draw to play the button. It does like a little limerick or, you know, something on it while it's talking to you. But what's interesting about it is even though it's making fun of the witness, it also kind of does its own thing. And it's also incredibly clever what it's doing. So like one of the puzzles you're sitting there, it's like, okay, like, you know, you need to draw start to the end. And you're like, okay. And you're like sitting there eyeballing the maze, trying to figure out like, okay, well, here's the start. And you're trying to figure out how to get to the end. Well, there's no realistic way in the maze to get to the actual end. It's an unsolvable puzzle. So what you have to do is then draw outside the box from start and go all the way around the, the puzzle to get to the end. And that's how you solve it. So it does a lot of stuff like that where it makes you think and you're kind of like, I don't like this. A lot of the puzzles themselves aren't solvable in like normal methods. Like there's one where uh, the puzzle is just straight up unsolvable. Like you can't even do the outside the line trick, whatever. And you're like, dude, there's literally no way to solve this. There's no way for me to connect start to end. I don't know what to do. But then I realized you can color for this puzzle specifically, you can color on the, the line that's connected to the next puzzle. So by coloring on the line, it powers it on because your crown or whatever is red. So it makes it like you powered it on. So that's the way you solve the puzzle is by not solving the puzzle. You just kind of force it on, which is pretty wild. And then there's like one section where you get a gun. And so the puzzle, you're just like blasting the puzzles with like a fucking shotgun and so it does like really weird shit like that. And then there's like an entire section with boats and cannons and stuff. And you have to kind of, depending on where you're standing, line up where the cannon is. And then you draw on the cannon and it shoots the cannonball and you have to sink all these ships and stuff off in the distance. So it does a lot of really like interesting things that the witness didn't do. But so it kind of stands on its own ground. But at the same time, it's heavily referencing and making fun of the witness so even if you've never played the witness and you've only just like even seen a trailer and stuff i feel like you can appreciate what it's doing but definitely if you have played it you'll have that deeper appreciation for the fact that they literally basically heavily recreated this entire first area of the witness uh just like a small indie team like managed to pull this off and it's free it's on steam it's completely free uh i think it's only like I think I'm almost done with it. And I think it's about maybe like two hours. Like if you do everything that the game has the offer, I think you can probably like bang two, maybe even like three hours out of it. I mean, that sounds pretty interesting. If it's that, if it's that short, I'll take it. I'll, I'll, I mean, I'm here for someone taking the piss out of Jonathan Blow. You know, that, <laughs> that sounds fun to me. So. You know, but that's a guy that I don't know personally in any level. He just feels like a guy that could get taken down a couple pegs. <laughs> just any, anything I've ever read involving him. He, he just strikes me as a guy that takes himself real seriously. You know what I mean? Like, so. He, sure. He's like the uh, the administrator dude in the new Jurassic Park movie. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Except he, he's not going to get eaten by Dilophosaurus. Sorry. 
I don't know the way 2022 has been going, Zach, you know, just give it some time. Valid, valid point. Like this. uh, Yeah. Also, sorry for the slight spoilers, but um, speaking of spoilers, wait, you're in the sirens. Oh yeah. (laughs) We are in the zone. The zone that is the spoiler zone. Um, so yeah, let's let's talk a little. Uh, we got some. Did we did we remind me? Did we talk Obi Wan finale last week? No. Okay. So we got the Obi Wan finale. We've got Miss Marvel episode three, uh, and anything else you guys want to discuss? But that's what I've talked to, or that's what I've watched. So that's what I would like to talk about. Yeah. Um, Obi Wan finale. What your guys' thoughts? Because I have a few, so let's let's I'll, I'll, I'll let you guys start. Let me, yeah, let, let me go first because I know uh, I know that you both uh, you Zach and uh, and Robbie were a fan of that lightsaber duel at the end, uh, mm-hmm. or like that was the bulk of the the finale. Uh, I thought it was pretty lackluster, uh, with the exception of Obi Wan like shattering him like with rocks like that was probably the baddest ass moment like when he stood up and he just had all the rocks around him and he was just like whoosh 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 and like throwing rocks at like darth vader like left and right and like busting his like respirator and you know just jacking him up like that was probably like the best like part of it um but uh you know the that whole like you know him apologizing and saying you know i'm sorry for everything I caused you or everything I did to you and, and, and this I've caused. And, you know, basically Anakin turning around and being like, no, like you didn't kill, you didn't kill Anakin. I killed Anakin. Uh, and it was kind of like saying it was my choice to follow this path. Like mm-hmm. this is, this is where I wanted to be. Um, I, I think that was a pretty good, um, like powerful line, you know, saying like you, you were carrying this guilt around for no, like, you know, this wasn't your guilt to carry around. Um, but I do like, I mean, I, I liked it. I mean, I didn't have a problem watching it. I didn't feel it was out of place. I just kind of wish there was like, I don't understand why Obi-Wan just left him again. Like he was, I know, I know he had already beaten him and I know he had already like, um, you know, proven that like he was still the better like fighter, I guess. But um, I would have figured that Obi-Wan probably would have wanted to end the suffering and would have taken Darth Vader out at that point. I mean, the real reason is because they had all the movies, so they couldn't just <laughs> yeah, kill him. Um, but yes, I a hundred percent agree with you because outside of that being a reason, my wife and I both looked at each other and was like, you just kill him. You would just kill like end all of this right now. Like you could stop it right now, right here. Like this is, this is the end of it. You would just kill him. And if anything, I think as bad ass as that lightsaber battle was, and it was, I mean, essentially that, that battle made the series worth it in a weird way. Um, they went too far. They should not like the reality is they, Obi-Wan could have beat him and not had him on death's door defeated. And maybe the landscape rips in half and they can't get to each other or something like that. And they have to part. And then it's like, okay, you still would have Obi-Wan beat him. 
Obi-Wan's still the more complete fighter. You know, Vader fell to his own, his own uh, uh, idiosyncrasies and, and was defeated. But you wouldn't have had the moment of like, you would just kill him. Just th- th- the lights that you just, uh, and there it is. It's over. You know, like you would have, you wouldn't have had that as an audience member, you know, but I, so yes, I agree with you. Yeah. I mean, Darth Vader had the chance to kill Obi-Wan and he took it, yeah, <laughs> you know, <right? laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it, the other thing about the finale that was, that caused me to be like, what the fuck was the sister going after Luke and uh, then, just, oh my god like what oh. like seriously like what is up with that arc like you so she's she's going after darth vader like she's hunting darth vader because of like the order 66 bs mm-hmm. she gets her butt handed to her when she has her chance to like exact her revenge so then she goes after luke and then tries to kill him like what is the point of that like she's like i mean like that's we've you've already explained that it was a means to an end for her to be the person that she was but now that she's missed her opportunity she's is she just starting over again or is she just that person like it it didn't make any sense like at all you know uh i i don't know what you guys thought but i just i was like rolling my eyes the whole time well yeah no her role in the last thing like I would have preferred Vader just killing her at the end of the one episode. And then that could have been like, you know, she, she tried to help Obi-Wan and died trying like <laughs> everything she did in the last episode meant nothing. And it's like, why? Like, I don't need a redemption arc for her. Like, I don't fucking care. I hate the fact that they're in talks of giving her like her own show or something. Like, I don't want that. I didn't want her in the show at all. Honestly, I felt like the entire show could have probably been cut into like an almost two hour movie and it would have been fine. I think all of the Inquisitors were pretty useless in this whole series, to be honest. Like, I mean, there was so much there was so much more infighting with them than them actually fighting Jedis. (laughs) It was just ridiculous. Okay, first off, does anyone die by getting a lightsaber through the stomach? (laughs) Not in this one. (laughs) I mean. Third sister took a lightsaber through the guts and was just hobbling around like nothing happened like a day later. Like what the ridiculous. Secondly. Yeah. They, I honestly feel bad for that actress. They gave her nothing to work with. Like that was the worst written character. Just, just an awful written character. And I mean, there were so many things they could have fixed. I, I, I think we've touched on this before, but the revelation that Vader was Anakin, if she had not known that until the moment at the door with Obi-Wan, it makes that make all the sense in the world why she turns on him and tries to kill him then. And all of a sudden it becomes like a, like, Oh wait, it was you. And, and yeah, like she goes after him hard and all that. Like that would have had a full emotional payoff and pathos and all this stuff that like, by her knowing the whole time, it's like, oh, so you just slaughtered families to try to kill him one day? Like, what? <laughs> what? Like, like you know you're the bad guy, right? Like, <laughs> you, you know that, right? Like, it just, yeah, it makes no sense. Her car- And then, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But you have the best moment Star Wars has had. 
literally in a decade, maybe more in this lightsaber duel between Vader and Annie or between Vader and Obi-Wan, right? Like it's, it kicks ass. It takes names. It's, and let's just stop it to go back to Tatooine and watch third sister hobble around after a boy, which by the way is stakesless. I know how that story fucking ends. Luke's fine. Guess what? It ends with Luke being totally fine. I know before it even starts how this story ends. So let's just stop the kick-ass best thing. The reason we're all here like five fucking times to go back to this random story and watch this woman hobble around in the sand. Like why? What are we doing? Like it just, it was so frustrating to watch. Like it was just every time they cut away, it was just like, fuck, like what, are, like, what are, what is going on here? It, oh, oh, infuriating. <laughs> infuriating. Hmm. <sighs> Justin, what, I mean, like, I know we've kind of bogarted the conversation here, but is there anything that you wanted to <laughs> add to your observations? No, I mean, everything, like I said, I, I agree with that. It, that entire thing was frustrating because like, we know how Luke's, thing ends and stuff and for the most part i do agree like the last episode kind of helped justify the the series in a way but it's like at the same time like as a whole like there was a lot of hits i feel like but there was also a lot of misses and i feel like like the mid like the third honestly the third sister kind of made the entire thing more of a miss than a hit but the moments that were in it and stuff were cool. I really don't think we need a season two of it. Uh, like, I think they should just kind of leave it where it lies. But, oh, but overall, you know, I I thought that the last two, because there was, you know, episode three had its questionable moments, and then episode four was just filler dog shit, and I feel like five and six kind of helped pull it through at the end. Yeah, I mean, I would say one, two, five, and six are the best episodes, and three and four you just kind of have to muscle through. <laughs> I'm still pissed. Sorry. <laughs> um, well, let's let's get off this because I could just rant about that shit forever, and it's pointless. But um, let's get off that and into some more positive territory. Miss Marvel, episode three. It's good, I, that, guys. I love this show. I love it so much. I love a family. The brother, the dad, the mom. It's, it's so good. It's all just so good. And uh, episode three, uh, you learn the great grandmother who got the Bengal. Uh, you kind of learn the origin story of how they found the Bengal, which was in this temple in Pakistan, our British controlled India at the time. And um, it was on a blue arm, a severed blue arm, which to me says Cree. And then when they do the above shot, you see the floor of the temple that had the 10 rings inscribed in it. Hmm. Interesting. Seems like, uh, seems like the 10 rings and this bangle are some Cree tech perhaps that, uh, are giving people powers, um, or at least unlocking latent powers. Uh, it seems we, we get to, we learn that, uh, Kamala might be part Jin which is like in there. I mean, they gin in, in earth mythology are like genies 
and things like that. But uh, the other djinn that find her basically explain that they're like interdimensional beings and they're trapped there and they need the bangle to get home. And in the middle of her brother's wedding, uh, they decide to fuck around and find out and they come and get that. They want that bangle, damn it. And they're, they're done asking for it. They're going to come take it. And uh, yeah, Kamala taps into some power, beats some ass. Poor Bruno gets his arm broke in the process, but uh, they escape. And then she gets home and the family's like, yo dog, what the fuck? Like you pulled a fire alarm and at your brother's wedding and the, uh, those people were fighting you and look like some flashy shit. Was that like, what is going on? And she's like, I can't tell you guys. And, and that was my biggest disconnect with the whole episode. Cause I'm like, it, she's 16 years old. Like she had a good heart to heart moment with her mom earlier in the episode. She saw her dad have a big heart to heart talk with the brother before the wedding. She's telling them at that point, like she, she's like, okay, you guys know the cards are on the table. Help me. Like is what would happen there. Like to her, just be like, nah, I'm just going to go in my room and lay down. Like Hey, her parents ain't doing that. Like I've seen three <laughs> episodes of this. The parents aren't like, yeah, okay, go ahead up to your room. Like they're, oh, like the mom is beating some ass and taking some names, you know, like that mom doesn't play, but uh, yeah. Your guys thoughts on this episode. Uh, Justin, why don't you go first? Yeah, I, I agree with you. Like, that is, like, her mom has basically expressed that she's, like, no bullshit. And it's just, like, you know, you've already, like, snuck out and, like, broke the rules once and paid the price for it. And then, like, now it's, like, what, just go up to your room without dinner or some shit? Like, ruining your brother's expensive-ass fucking wedding? Uh, my, o- my only... I've really liked this series so far. My only real complaint, especially kind of, like, with this episode is it's doing the Marvel TV show thing where I feel like it's suffering. It's suffering from the six episode like limit. Like, I feel like this episode, they were basically introduced these people as like, Oh, we helped Camilla. We're like good people. And then 10 minutes later, like, no, we're bad people where I feel like that's something that should have been revealed in like another episode or two, but they obviously do not have the time to wait for that to happen. So they were basically just like, we need, we're about halfway now. We need the bad guys like to happen now. So they're like, here you go. So they kind of made it happen right away, which I kind of feel like it would have been better if we, as the viewer kind of, and Camilla continued to think that these were good people a little bit longer before just pulling the rug and being like, no, they're actually really bad. And they're coming to get you right now. Yeah. I I think the story wasn't as fleshed out as they wanted it to be. I think it's like similar to what you're saying. Like when you have six episodes, um, you kind of have to get from point A to point B pretty fast. And then, but also, you know, Disney's also learned if you go longer than that, you do like eight episodes then people get pissed off because you have a lot of filler in like some of those middle episodes while you're trying to space out that time um, and build that like profile a little bit more like for the big switcheroo later. But yeah, it, it does feel like it was a, a pretty quick like change. Like, you know, it was like, oh, well, we gave her like a day, I guess, to like come around to our side. And 
she didn't do it. So obviously like violence is the answer now. So, <laughs> you know, yeah. they saved her and were like, here's some chicken nuggets and giggles. And then as soon as she goes home, like, Oh, so we're fucking that bitch up. Right. <laughs> yeah. And like immediately the next day we're like, Oh, she had her chance. And it's like, you just like unlaid like 50,000 years of fucking history on this like 16 year old girl. And she went home and it's like, yeah, she made her choice. Yeah, I don't know anybody who makes a choice that fast when they're 16. Everybody's like, eh, I don't know, whatever, I'll get around to you. I'm going to take a nap. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, like I do like the fact that she's handling her powers a little bit better. Um, you know, that whole uh, fight sequence in the kitchen, um, like with the, the, you know, the people that were pursuing her was pretty cool. Um, the the dance sequences were fun and like interesting to watch. Dude, that that wedding was fun as hell. I wanted I know, to be dude. there in that room. I'm like, hey, dude, I need to go to a Pakistani wedding. This looks amazing. <laughs> but it was it was awesome. Like I I like it. You know, it's it's colorful. It's bright. Um, and, and you know, I I I'm wondering if it's going to be more of like a um, like if she's going to come out and be like more like the Iron Man approach, where like you know, in the beginning of Iron Man, everybody was like, oh, you can't tell anybody you're Iron Man, and he just walks out and he's like, I'm Iron Man. I'm kind of wondering if by the end of this, like she's just going to have like a, a big circle of people that just know that she's just like Miss Marvel. Uh, Cause like, you know, now her friend knows like, you know, before it was just, um, it was, what was it? Bruno. And then, um, and, uh, and her that knew, and then like the, the cute dude with the car. And now it's like her friend knows. And like, you know, her family's probably going to know by the end of this. Like, so I'm just kind of wondering how they're going to the, play this out. And, it would be cool to see in the last couple episodes her pull her family in and like have the whole family like ba- helping battle the situation. Like she's just kind of like at the forefront, like handling the big stuff, but they're kind of in the back doing like comic relief, but also like um, doing some doing some of the fighting and like, you know, subterfuge. I think it'd be pretty cool. And I'm hoping that's the direction they go. So I- I'm on board. I, I enjoy the series right now. I, I like watching it. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. It's it's up there with my favorite thing, th- favorite things that Mar- Marvel has done since the Disney Plus stuff has started. Like, which is insane because it's got the lowest viewership right now. People, you know, I don't know what the reason is. If it's people's just racist asses, or you know, the fact that they're changing the character's power set, or whatever, but people are missing out. Like the show rules. It's so good. Like, it's just, it's, it's fun. And it, and I get where like marketing it as a teenage drama, like some high school musical bullshit or something might put a lot of people off it, but they're missing out. They're missing out. You know, it's, it's fantastic. It's really good. And, uh, I, a, a quick theory corner for you guys. Mephisto. Not, no, no. <laughs> uh, do we think the great grandmother's alive? And does she yeah. have the other bangle? Because they've said there's two. Yeah, it would make sense. And do you think yeah, that's cause... that's where, like, is she communicating with her through the bangle? So that's where she's getting visions from, like, the train and all that stuff? Sorry, Justin, I cut you off. No, no, you're fine. I do think, because, yeah, they said she, like, disappeared or whatever after the one day. So I assume she is alive somewhere. Uh, mm-hmm. The Where I thought you were going with it, I wouldn't be surprised if like since we did see the 10 rings if after the post credit stuff if she like shang chi shows up yeah like i think that'd be right since we haven't seen him in a fucking fat minute it'd be cool if like 
like um the sorcerer supreme <laughs> shows up with you know shang chi and he's like yeah you're coming with us <laughs> Who, who do we think the scroll is? Who's the scroll in this episode? If you had to pick someone. Hmm. I don't know. I, I think I'm going to go with the mosque leader. Hmm. He, he almost looks like he knows. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That's a good pull. That, that is also, yeah, that is a good pull because, uh, you know, they had that moment outside the wedding and mm-hmm. stuff when she had the box and stuff where they kind of talked to each other. It's like, dude, she's doing like that. So, you know, I have a friend who, you know, it's like, I, yeah. he knows you're talking about yourself. Like, yeah, I guarantee yeah. you, he knows that it's like her and he just doesn't give a shit. Like, he's like, no, we kind of protect our own, whatever. I'm not going to butt in unless you want me to butt in. But so I think you're right. That is a good call. All right. Well, do you have other stuff? Because we are at an hour and a half. Or do you want to wrap? Look, I just I want to talk real quick. I saw Doctor Strange in the Multiverse oh. of Madness because it what came out thoughts? on Disney Plus. Um, so <laughs> I love the movie. Thought it was great. Mm-hmm. I, I I enjoyed like all of it. Um, the Scarlet Witch like roles that uh, that team of uh, what was it the uh, the Illuminati the Illuminati like rolls them in like five minutes. Like it was not even a challenge. Um, so I was pretty, uh, that was dog. She does black bolt. So dirty, <laughs> so <laughs> dirty. <laughs> like, like but unravels Mr. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. um, but yeah, but it's pretty much, uh, a story of Dr. Strange, not really impacting the Scarlet witch in any way, shape or form. Uh, he just kind of distracts her long enough for her to come to the realization that what she's doing is wrong. Mm-hmm. And then she kind of course corrects herself. Um, so that's the only thing I really felt is it, it, I don't really felt like it revolved that much around Dr. Strange as it was more of the Scarlet Witch coming to terms with her, you know, her life, I guess, or her predicament. Yeah. I mean, they've made her so powerful that the only person that's going to stop Wanda is Wanda. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I didn't, I I did like the, uh, the effects, like the whole, like, Let's do the uh, the um, like the zombie uh, like Doctor Strange. Uh, mm-hmm. That was pretty dope when he was just like uh, throwing the uh, you know the, all the spirits are around him and he's like trying to like wrangle them all up and get them all uh, like to turn into the wings to carry him over to where he needs to go. That was pretty cool. Uh, the special effects were cool. The jump scares were not that bad, not as bad as I thought they were going to be. Um, but yeah, I mean, I like the whole I like the whole movie. It was good. Sweet. Bunny yeah. apparently loves it too. Yeah, they were like digging at the door, freaking out. I was like, I don't know why. I was All like, right. what? What are you saying? The boys. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. Hero speaking, of, speaking of which. <laughs> the hero gas of episode. I don't. Will you? We're trying to do a podcast and you're making an ass of yourself right now. But. But yes, I was like, the boy, we we find we finally got the the butcher versus Homelander fight. But did we though? I mean, it wasn't that good of a fight, and like, I mean, even on his own, he didn't really hold his own that long. Huh. Like, I mean, he Soldier Boy really had to kind of come in and balance that out, and then Dewey was there too. It took Dewey, Soldier Boy, and uh, what what's his name, Butcher, to 
take down Homelander for like a second. All right. All right. Well, first of all, his name's Huey, not Dewey. Dude, whatever. You, you don't even know what his fucking it. Second yeah, I, of all. What about Louie? Yeah. <laughs> Second of all, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. That fight was amazing. And yes, I get it. Yes, it wasn't the straight up just Butcher versus Homelander. But you realize there's also still two more fucking episodes. Like I get and a whole nother season. Yes, exactly. So it's not <laughs> over. And you know damn well it's not like Homelander's going to die in season three when there's an entire fourth season that we're getting. So it's definitely not over. But in terms of like a superhero fight, yes, everybody did a part in doing it and i thought i thought it was like good you know it wasn't too overpowered like homelander is the strongest among them so it's like yeah the fact that he can fucking fly and is basically like superman with eye lasers and shit yeah it took captain america knockoff superman and naked fucking huey to take him down and i do almost had him I do think it's funny, though, like with all the advertisement leading up to this uh, episode, it was like, oh, it is. This episode is so crazy. Like, we can't even show the trailer. Like, we just have to have people talk about it because there's so many depraved and crazy things going on in it. And then you watch the episode and maybe it's we're so desensitized to everything now, but it just didn't really seem like it was that much more over the top than any of the other episodes that they've had. Like. There's no way that this episode beats the first episode is as far as ludicrous things that were that were happening. Um, so I, I think they kind of just like hyped it up a little bit too much um, for the hero gasm stuff. But um, as far as the the battle went at the end, it, that was that, there was that was a good uh, sequence. I liked it. And then a train finally getting his, uh, vengeance on, uh, the blue beetle, I think is what uh, that was his name. Yeah. Him doing like a moral combat finisher yeah. <laughs> on blue beetle was awesome. And I do hope he's fucking dead. Finally. I'm like, his character hasn't done shit. So I'm like, yeah, just let him, let him go out in a blaze of glory. I know, but I keep seeing the, but the actor that does a train, I keep seeing him in like the promos for the season four. So I'm just like, Oh God. <laughs> But yes, so I'm very excited for the boys. It's been, I think the season's been super good and mm-hmm. I'm glad that we still have two more episodes. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I finished up uh, the second season of Demon Slayer in the, uh, what was it, the Entertainment District finally. Zach's like, bye. <laughs> All right, Justin, why don't you land this plane? <laughs> no, that's it. I, mean, I, I just had a lot of time to sit down and watch stuff and play video games this week. So, you know. I did like season two a lot better than season one. I thought it was good. Yeah, shit got a little extra at the end, but uh, it was all right. It was good. the the last the, the the big boss battle was pretty cool, so I enjoyed it. But yeah, that's it. That's all I've watched. All right. Well, for reals now, Justin, why don't you come in and land this plane? You know what, guys? <laughs> Thank you guys for listening to another episode of that Pixel Life podcast, dogs and all. Uh, thank you for sticking around with us and, uh, you know, head on over to the discord. You know, we had our conversation about games that time forgot. What are some games that you guys have played that maybe you feel like you're the only one who has played and that nobody else has played or some hidden gems of the past that maybe we should check out and that more people should be talking about. And while you're at it, head on over to Spotify. Give your boys a review. Let us know how we're doing. And uh, Zach, if uh, Robbie was here, what do you think Robbie would say? Robbie would say, hey, guys, go be great.
and have a donut.